Are you looking for new books to read? Do you like finding a new special author? Are you tired of the same old books from the same old authors? Well then, welcome to Discovered Wordsmiths, a podcast where you can hear from fantastic new authors. Join Steven Schneider as he finds and talks to authors you may not know, but authors that have worked hard to write great new books. Hear about their book and why you should check it out. So sit back and listen to today's Discovered Wordsmith. Hello and welcome to episode 117 of Discovered Wordsmiths. Today I have Josie McCade and we talk about her book, A Line is Drawn. Uh, it's a fun talk. We have a good time, but just a warning, there are some internet problems. We did drop a couple times, so things have been edited just a little bit. So I hope it doesn't interfere with enjoying the podcast, enjoying the show. And please check out her book, just like all the other authors. She is very passionate about her book and would love for more people to read it, hence the whole reason for the podcast. So here's Josie McCade with A Line is Drawn. Josie, welcome to Discovered Wordsmiths. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Have electricity, have air conditioning, have coffee. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> and we're connected. <laughs> a little inside joke That's for right. us. <laughs> right. Okay. So before we get started talking about your book, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you like to do, where you live, that type of thing. Sure. I'm Josie McCabe. I live in the Midwest USA, which is uh, the Buckeye State. Go Bucks. So and, do I, uh, up by Kent State. Up that far. I'm up west of Ohio, but um, more Cincinnati. But I have been writing pretty much, I first started at 17, actually, and I've been writing on and off ever since. So most of the time I've written nonfiction for magazines, advertising, public relations, PR packages, that type of thing. And then I was a librarian for almost 20 years. So wow. pretty much all of my life has been centered around books, some form or another. We have a huge garden. I love to garden. And when I don't do that, we have a little RV and we've managed to hit 48 out of 50 states. Wow. So nice. Good. Yeah. So I'm okay, going to guess you didn't drive the RV to Hawaii. Nope. Nope. We swam. No. Down by where you live, have you been to the dollar book swap? I have not. Oh, okay. They've got Two different sales here, but that's one I've not been to. It, it actually is grown from a uh, Amazon book depository warehouse. So the first time my son and I went, we thought we were going to get shot at like a cocaine drug bust or something. It, it's really scary looking. <laughs> is it but, in Cincinnati? The nasty uh, natty? It's closer to Dayton, I think, but it's okay. a little bit in between. See, I don't know that one. I know Amazon has a fulfillment facility in Louisville or Lexington, maybe. Yeah, Louisville. But no, it's Lexington. And they have one in Wilmington, Ohio, which is actually an Arab trapper. But I, I didn't know they had any other one around Dayton. Yeah, yeah. You should go check it out. It, it doesn't have the new books so much as some old stuff. Right. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> and, so... You were a librarian. You said you've been around books your whole life. Yeah. So writing just came naturally to you, or was there a reason you wanted to start writing? 
stories came naturally. I was the kid that could make up the best story in the world to get out of trouble. Being an Irish background, the gift of gab and storytelling, and most of my family being from the South, they could tell a whopper too. So it was in the DNA. But at the same time, my mother was a voracious reader, always a voracious reader. And so there were always books in the house. And she would read aloud to me and got me started on storytelling. And when I was a kid, basically, I lived at the library. Other kids got out, got into trouble, went into sports, whatever. I was at the library sneaking between the shelves. And at that time, unlike today, you had to have parental permission to go from the children's side of the library into the adult side of the library. And I would crawl between the shelves <laughs> in order to go to the adult section of the library and read War and Peace because I was that child. So, <laughs> so it just became naturally. You've always it did. been involved. It did. And it was good escape. There were some tumultuous times when I was younger and libraries saved my life. So I owe my, I owe a lot of what I am to books. Got it. Nice. All right. So tell us about your book. I've written almost 20 books. The series that I'm working on now, which seems to be my most popular is a cozy mystery series. It is the Mason Dixon series. The first book is the line is drawn and it began I'm my family's token Yankee. <laughs> All of my family is from the Southern U.S. And my mother used to tease me as a child that I could go from the South to the North just with a snap, with accent or with words. It's a buggy in the South. It's a grocery cart up here. And I always laugh that I can go from you guys to y'all in the same sentence without <laughs> skipping a beat. So I thought it would be fun what if there were actually two sisters a northern sister and a southern one who didn't know that each other existed and that's where the story kind of took off nice okay so are all your books cozy mysteries no they're not i actually have (laughs) i can't figure out what i want to be when i grow up i have a romantic comedy series called The Three Bears, set in Wyoming. That was actually my first series, and that was published by a regular legitimate publisher. I got the rights back later, and it's still one of my best-selling series. But when I write it, it just turned into a mystery versus a romantic comedy. There is the romance element, and it is funny, but there's a mystery in each book, and I thought, this really isn't a romance. It's a mystery with romance in it. And then I have a historical set in ancient Rome. And then I have a, a little series of tea reading mysteries. So it's, it's still a mystery and it's still a cozy mystery, but it does have just a touch of paranormal to it. Maybe the good witch on Hallmark, that kind okay. of, of element. Okay. Yeah. I like that you said that. So the line is drawn. What's that, would you say, is similar to another book, series, or something on TV or whatever? I don't know that it's similar to too much. Obviously, it has elements of being a cozy mystery and a detective type novel, but the girls in it were separated at birth and or shortly after. They didn't know the other existed. Then they're actually twins. One is from Boston, Massachusetts, and the other one from Huntsville, Alabama. So there's quite a disparity there between the two of them. The, this premise starts out that they were called to Washington, D.C. about each one of their parents, one was raised by the father, one by the mother, died on the same day. 
And so they end up getting this notice to go to Washington about settling their estate, which kind of blows their mind because neither of their parents have an estate. And when they get there, that's when they discover each other. And the gentleman that's about to tell them everything about their past and what they want to know is suddenly assassinated in front of them. An agent gets them out into a safe house that their parents have set up for them in Virginia Beach. And once they get there, as the plot unwinds, they discover as they're getting drunker and drunker over margaritas that, you know what, we're pretty good at detective stuff and blah, blah, blah. So they think if they start a detective agency, they'll be able to search for secrets about their parents without really raising red flags. But that isn't the case. <laughs> and of course, every time they get a little bit closer to the truth about their parents and what happened, a dead body literally falls into their life and they try to solve that mystery as they go. So each book is complete in and of itself in that it has a murder or two and they solve it, but there's always an ending, open end where they're trying to find the truth about their parents. Nice, okay. It, it almost sounds like the adult cozy mystery version of a parent trap. Maybe it could be, yeah, something similar to that. <laughs> And because my daughter, when she was like 10, made me watch it 478 times. Maybe that. And here's my Jessica Fletcher little muse <laughs> Funko Pop. I like her. Yeah. Okay. And she's not standing up now. Write Cozy Mysteries. Is that what you normally like to read? Or did you just fall into how How'd you get to choose Cozy Mystery? Actually, my reading... I'm every guy's favorite girlfriend because I love thrillers. I'm the Jason Bourne, Jack Carr, <laughs> Brad Thor, Vince Flynn reader. And I, I love those books. It's this little part of me that goes, yeah, I could be that bad. And the other part of me goes, really? Who are you kidding? So you and I my mother would get along really well. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. And I'm the one go somewhere with my husband and they'll be talking about weapons. And all of a sudden I know about this Russian gun. And my husband's like, how do you know? I'm like, Jack Carr. <laughs> But actually, and I don't, if I'm writing mystery, I don't read it. I don't want it to cloud what I'm reading. But I did grow up with the Nancy Grew, the Hardy Boys, all of those kind of books that I'm sure had, had an influence. Yeah, nice. I loved Hardy Boy growing up, had yeah. tons of them, read them. Yes. Yeah. So you mentioned one of your earlier books was more traditionally published, and I take it these now are independent. So do you, try and do traditionally or you're just independent now or i'm pretty much totally indie now i did go the traditional path and i found that i was still doing all of the work basically as far as doing any of the marketing and all of that so why not just do it on my own and get more of the royalties as i go and also i was rejected quite a bit because my books don't fit into a particular genre. As I said, my romance books are not truly romance. They're more mystery and they're not romantic suspense. There's not a big, yes, the couple goes together and ends up riding off into the sunset, but they're solving this unexpected mystery as they go. So it doesn't fit like a Harlequin. It's not, it doesn't fit into their parameters. And some of the mysteries don't because they're too humorous. Most people, if they read a mystery, they don't find humor in dead bodies, 
I do. So, <laughs> I'm the friend you don't want to take anywhere where you need to be in polite society. So, <laughs> did you like the uh, TV show Castle? I love Castle. Yeah. Yes. That made me think of that when you were saying all that. That was one of my yeah. favorites. And I'm a huge fan of Star Trek. I'm a Trekkie from way uh, back. Me too. Oh, I got to uh, interview Armin Shimmerman, who played Quark uh, a couple Quark. episodes ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yes. He was a great actor, really. Very underrated. Yes, he was a great man. He was stuck in Kansas City because he was under COVID watch. He was doing yeah. a play, but he was had, stuck in his room. So he's, I'm really bored and have nothing to do. You just want to talk for a while. So I got to talk to him <laughs> for like an hour after the podcast. I mean, I was oh, like, dang. <laughs> Well, often on that one, people always go, oh, what's your favorite character? Which is kind of like asking about your favorite child. But um, always my engineers were the favorite. I'm like, seriously, that, that's, the enterprise would not have run without the engineers. You can eliminate the captain and all of them if it wasn't for Scotty and O'Brien and all those. Yep. <laughs> Jordy, they would have made it out of situations. But I have to say my favorite character of all of them would be Kira Nerys. Oh, she okay, was, CS9. She was tough. She was, she never lost her faith. And even in spite of a lot of obstacles that were thrown at that character. And she was one tough lady character. And think about it. She's facing down the Robulans with a 40 year old ship. So I'm like, yeah, that's my favorite character. If I grow up, I want to be like her. This is off topic a little bit. Uh, We're on another track, but I got to ask, uh, out of all the new Star Trek shows, what do you like uh, in those? Honestly, I haven't seen any of those. I've oh. been so busy with other things, and I don't have Paramount Plus. So. Uh, and as yeah. I said, the rural area on a farm, I'm lucky to get Netflix on occasion. So. They have one that's Christopher Pike and the Enterprise before Kirk, and I've right. really been wanting to watch it, and I just haven't had the time to even watch it. Yeah. I think that would be interesting. I'd like to see how they do it. The movies, I can't say I'm all that thrilled with because they went so far from the actual story plot that I was annoyed. So, because there was a lot they could have worked with without changing some of the storyline. But if you ever get to watch Star Trek Discovery, drop me Mm -hmm. an email and let me know what you think because it's way off of the rails. (laughs) I'm still trying to. So for your books, let's get back on topic of what we should be talking about. Uh, You get me stuck on all the sci-fi stuff. What's the feedback from readers with your books? I've had very good feedback. I've had great reviews, just not a whole lot of them. I'm one of those people who I could market someone else's books with a plum. I'm great at marketing someone else. I am terrible at marketing myself. I feel like I'll date myself here. Herb Tarlick, the used car salesman who uh, trying to market myself. It's very difficult for me to do that. It's probably, if I can do it without actually conversing with people, I'm better if I can just do it on paper. But the feedback I've gotten has been great. They like the premise of the story. And in fact, pretty much every one of my readers, I have a personal reader group online, McCates Mavericks, and they want to see it made into a movie or a TV uh, series because they think it'd be like fun as cool. a TV series. Spielberg, if you're listening, I am open. <laughs> so what would you prefer? Do you like a movie or TV show better? Probably TV show because I think people invest in characters in a TV show. 
you come back week to week. It's almost like having a Sunday family dinner, so to speak, because you, you go each week and you build upon this character, you build relationships, you watch them do that throughout the series. And I think that's why I like writing a series as an author. Even though my books are standalone, if you start with the first one, you see how the relationship has built over time. And I think that's why people like series. That's why people like TV shows. And I've been finding it interesting because five years ago and before, just about everybody was like, oh, I want a movie, I want a movie, I want a movie. But things have changed so much and there's so many good shows and people are realizing they, they can get more character into a show, more story and really dive into some of these books better. And the books yeah. translate much better into a, a TV show, an eight episode, 10 episode show. And it's changed. The world's totally changed from just five years ago and before. I think more people are saying TV nowadays. <laughs> Yeah, I think a movie, a lot of times, it's like you read the book, you see the movie. And of course, it's two different formats. I've done some script writing, too, and it's a very different format. But you only get a peripheral part of the story. And when you write a script based off the book, you have to just get certain points because you'd have to have an eight-hour movie in order to do most books. Whereas with TV, you can do that eight-hour movie in one-hour increments. Right. So you can build on those characters. You can get more depth of story. Yes. I just watched uh, Reacher on Amazon, and I'd never I read a, a Reacher book. But yes. I was like, this is a great series. It's nice action, but a good storyline, good characters. So yeah, They do well with Reacher in giving you that little snippet of backstory so that you understand where that character's emotion comes from and the gentleman i can't think of his name but the gentleman that plays reacher yeah he he was a green arrow on the smallville tv show back 20 years ago yes he put on 40 pounds and beefed up a lot yeah go go look i was 20 years younger (laughs) (laughs) yeah go look it up you see him back then he's this skinny little dude and then you see him on reacher and he's really beefed so it was like, wow. Well, I've read your books and not taking anything away from Tom Cruise, but he is not the character when you see Jack Reacher in your head. And right. this young man is. Yeah. He is Reacher. I honestly liked the Amazon TV show better than both of the movies. So I did too. Yeah. I did too. They were really good. And I had never read a Reacher book until after I watched the Amazon series. Yeah. Uh, I've and read I really. As yeah. I said, I'm the thriller reader. Yeah. And <laughs> now it. I'm watching Jack Carr's Terminal List. So. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that. <laughs> Very good. Very. It's, you almost have to wait a week between them because it comes at you so hard and fast. So yeah, most of people like me don't, but yeah, I had to wait a few days between. I'm up to like episode four or five and it's like sugar overload, so to speak. You have to take it in small amounts. <laughs> Personally, I prefer to do that anyway. I don't like to binge anything I watch. So. No, I like to yeah, carry it out a little bit and enjoy. Yeah. Yep. So, Josie, your book, all your books, where can we find those? I assume on Amazon, but is there anywhere else we can find those? Yeah, I have them on other formats and honestly never sold any other than when I go to book signings. 
and I sell a lot of hard copies at book signings, but I never sold in any format except Amazon. So they're pretty much exclusively on Amazon. I do have a few on Barnes and Nobles, but most, almost all of them are, in fact, all of them are on Amazon, but there are a few, I think the Bear series and, and Mason Dixon are both on Barnes and Nobles. Okay. All right. And do you have a website? I do. It's josiemckay.com. And Josie, my Josie spelled a little weird. It's J-O-C-I-E, which means I get porn in French for some reason. My spam account. Wow. Okay. That is uh, josiemckay.com. I will make sure we have the website correct on the show notes. We don't want to be sending people to the wrong place and really get the wrong idea That's about your writing. Me and my, it comes to me in my spam folder. And you always get spam, rude and crude spam here and there. But suddenly, once I started using Josie, which is actually my grandmother's name, it's Jocelyn. And so she spelled it with a C for Josie. And when I did that, then it's like I got porn coming in my spam filter from France. Um, although on the plus side, I can say some pretty dirty curse words in French now that they never taught me in high school. <laughs> That's always a positive side. There's got to be a good side. <laughs> I may not use them in the right context. <laughs> What's your plans for your next book? I am currently working on Mason Dixon 5. And I also have a tea leaf reader mystery. It's out there and they're a series of short stories. And so I should have one of those by the end of this year as well. So hopefully by September, I'll have the next Mason Dixon. And by December, I'll have the next tea leaf mystery. Nice. Okay. So off of your book for a little bit. What are some of your favorite books and authors that you like to read? I have a list. I read a lot. <laughs> I read a lot of nonfiction. As I said, in my real world job, I write for many blogs and magazines. So I do a lot of nonfiction reading. But I am, in, I love Vince Flynn, Brad Thorne, James Rollins, Jack Carr. I read, and then I read, I do read first, which is fun, which would be, I like Kate London. She writes a wonderful little romance series. Sandra Brown, love Janet Ivanovich. And there's a few probably lesser knowns that I enjoy reading. Christine Raymond, which writes, she writes mysteries. And she's not a very big name, but she writes some lovely books I enjoy. Kim Foster writes a series. Is it Burglars? The premise of hers, and I think it's a three-book series, is the main character is a cat burglar. And she works for an agency of cat burglars, and she's dating an FBI agent. So it, it makes for some fun and interesting moments. Nice. And it's got a lot of humor in it. My thrillers, I love to read thrillers, but if I read other genres, I like to have a little bit of humor in them. Hey, okay. So if you had to name one book as your favorite book of all time, what would that be? <laughs> Sorry. All time. If I'm going on emotion and something that has evoked a lot of emotion, it would have to be maybe The Education of Little Tree, To Kill a Mockingbird, 1984, those kind of books just for their depth, character, depth of story, because they, they really can evoke a lot of emotion. Yeah. Okay. But I can pick one. <laughs> I can pick I, one. I like authors because. I get a lot of authors that are like, oh, I like thrillers, uh, writing them and reading them. But then you get some that are like, I write humor, but 
I read historical texts. And so it's really interesting to see what different things people read compared to what they're writing. It is. It very much is. It's like right now, I just I got an order from Amazon and I have a book on canning, a book on uh, permaculture, a book on no-till farming. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'll just leave it there. <laughs> yeah, I, I always listen to the podcast. They're like, you should get people coming that buy books and similar. So you're also bots. And I'm like, man, you ought to see my also bots. I've got <laughs> every genre that, you know, that I've got and read. And I was yeah. reading yeah. Dean Koontz and Isaac Asimov at the same time, going back and forth. <laughs> yes. I'm the one that I'm sure is on some alphabet agency watch list. I no doubt about it because <laughs> of material I read. Yeah. There's a couple I've gotten from other authors. One of them, and right now it's an ebook, so I don't have it in front of me, but it was how to kill somebody and keep them dead. And it was a an ex-police ex officer, and he was talking about, in the movies, you see somebody shoot somebody, and they're... What I was asking, where you live, do you have a favorite bookstore that you like to go to? I did. We had one. It was Books and Company, but it's no longer there. There is one in Lebanon. on Mal It's Mulberry Street Books, and I enjoy going there. It's a small, privately owned family-owned bookstore, and I do enjoy that. I think I've been to that one, actually, one time. Yeah, it's really it. cute. It's downtown Lebanon. Lebanon's kind of a little historical town, and you can still get burgers and fries at the ice cream shop and then go to the bookstore. So that's a fun Saturday for nerds like me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. All right. So before we move on to, to author stuff, uh, if you ran into somebody and they said, Josie, why should I buy your book? What would you tell them? Because you want it. In today's world, you might need a laugh because they will make you laugh. And it's just pure 100% escapism. I'm not making a point, a political moment, a grandstand. It's just absolute humor. And that's it. Just escapism. And I, I'm just, I'm so thrilled when somebody takes their hard-earned money and buy a book. I just, even if it's just one, I'm like, somebody bought one of my books. They actually thought it was worth spending money on. And it, it's still a thrill. It never gets old. Okay, great. Josie, I appreciate you sharing all that with, about your books with us. And thank I wish you, you luck that. on it. Thank you very much. And thank you for hosting me today. And I'm sorry about all the weird complications. That's part of a, if we were all Stephen King, we'd have better internet and computers and stuff. So. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode of Discovered Wordsmiths, please check out the website, discoveredwordsmiths.com. There are a lot of other authors, a lot of other books for you to discover and read and enjoy. And it would be great to help them out, help the podcast out, to help these writers be discovered, to give a like, give a review, share this with some friends. And if you go to the website, there are some links in the sidebar. If you are interested in any of those services, please click on the link. It'll give you a great service that I personally use, and it will also help support the podcast to keep it going. And then come back each week to find more new Discovered Wordsmiths. Thank you for listening to Discovered Wordsmiths. Come back next week and listen to another author discuss the road they've traveled and maybe sometime in the near future, it might be you.